Coming up, Ben Simmons announces that he is eyeing a return to basketball for the World Cup and Team Australia. How excited should the Brooklyn Nets fan base be on the prospects of his return to the court? You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. Over there, you're going to find Doug Norrie. He's the owner-operator of DFSR. For all your daily fantasy sports rankings from DraftKings to FanDuel, he's got you covered. I'm Adam Armbrecht breaking down the New York football giants and the New Jersey Devils on the Devils Puck Luck podcast during the playoffs. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free on all those great platforms, and we let you know today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. And Doug, it's the off season, and we want news. And most of that news we want, we want it to be good. And when it comes to Ben Simmons, it's been anything but for his entire tenure as a Brooklyn Net. Finally, maybe some glimmer here that he's turned the corner around his surgeries, around his health, and is ready to start playing basketball again. Yeah, look, usually when you have a situation where a guy's like, you know, possibly going to play for a national team, it's a nothing burger. And I'm fully aware. We're fully aware of this. But when it's Ben Simmons and it's the Australian national team, I honestly, I think you do have to kind of perk your ears up here because we're starting to hopefully get just shifts in maybe what Simmons's mindset is or Simmons's health set is going into next year. We'll get into all the details. Um, but it is interesting when you take a player like Simmons, um, who has been a kind of just one big question mark since he's come over to the Nets. I, really, I will say any positive news is good news, <laughs> is is something that we really need to latch on to. And it really just speaks to the importance of Simmons on this Nets team going forward. Like he's a, he's Except for Mikael Bridges, he's the second most important player in terms of their overall chances of being good. So, yeah, when there's chance that he might play for Team Australia, like, yeah, we're going to start paying attention to something like that. And it's funny, too, man, because you mentioned it there. Like, there's the two sides of the questions around Ben, not only his physical health, but also, and I'm I'm saying mental health, but really his, where he is mentally around basketball. Yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't entirely sure that maybe Ben Simmons doesn't necessarily care as much as he once did about playing basketball professionally. And if that's the case, the health thing kind of didn't matter. So the both and here, as we get reports uh, covered here by Brian Lewis, for the New York Post, but also picked up some quotes from the Daily Telegraph in Sydney, obviously out there in Australia, where Ben Simmons is originally from, gives you some sense that, hey, maybe maybe we're getting positive traction on both sides of it. And to your point, you know, we would never pick up breadcrumbs like this about any situation regarding a Brooklyn Nets player, unless, as you just said, the player we're talking about does change what things look like when you go through the draft in you know in, in, in next month, it does change what it looks like in free agency. It does change what you think this team can accomplish over the next, say, season or two without making a dramatic change, right? Without taking the big swings we talked about mentioning Damian Lillard and other high-profile guys that may want a change of scenery, right? This is the, we don't have to do anything, and we can improve just by adding a theoretical player that is one of, or has been at a time, one of the better players in the league. 
Yeah, and so just to give you a quick lay of the land here, what we're talking about. So there a news you mentioned the Brian Lewis reporting. It came out through the ESPN and Daily Telegraph as well that Ben Simmons had been in touch. Uh, had been communicating with uh, Brian Gorgian, who is the Australian national coach, as the teams gear up toward the uh, FIBA World Cup over the summer in August. Right, Simmons has not played on the Australian national team in a bunch of years, but he's been there's been there's maybe increasing optimism that he's going to play with the team this time around. You know, either as a, just you know, fulfilling national duties, he's from Australia, or just uh, as a ramp up toward like regular basketball activities. This comes on the heels of Simmons having been posting uh, a bunch of Instagram stuff from HSS Training Center where he's been working out for the Nets and or she'd be working out in the offseason and on the the heels of not heels of on like the timeline where it was unclear if he was going to require another surgery here because there's yeah. been talk about whether he was going to have another a second procedure on the back and the Nets and folk company had talked about they were going to make that decision in May, like there was like sometime in May, you know, obviously this month, they were going to make a decision about whether or not that they were going to go forward with another surgery. I, you know, all those things combined feel like, hey, if you're like maybe maybe there's no surgery, maybe we're putting the Australian team on the map here. Maybe this is like a return to like real like ramp up basketball activities. That feels really positive in a situation where, again, we need every bit of positive news about Simmons from if you're, if you're a Nets fan any little bit of positive positivity around Ben Simmons is worth it because he's so important. But I, when you hear that stuff, like does that those, these things all combined together, do they make you feel better about where the Simmons situation is going? Or are we kind of like once bitten twice shy on where, on what, it, what the situation is with Simmons? Yeah. And it's a little bit tricky because I know we'll, we'll highlight Ben Simmons quote specifically here as well, but it's worth noting that inside of the New York post article, it, they, uh, Brian Lewis, that is, said experts told the Post that it could take 18 months from the initial surgery for his nerves, Ben Simmons, yeah. to fully heal, meaning about a month into next season. So the idea of like determining now determining whether or not he needs an additional surgery is a good thing, but they're still not fully out of the woods. And I'll just highlight the Sean Marks quote around that because it is interesting how these things are positive, I think, mostly, but also as Sean Mark says, he's checking the boxes on meeting different markers along the way. So at this point, he does not need surgery. However, he went on to say, that is the hope going forward, that he will not have to endure another surgery and we can keep progressing. The timeline for this is that he'll be back 100% probably by September 1. That would be the goal. And he's a full go in training camp and ready to go. So to your question, yes, I, I have to take this as positive. I have to probably be twice bitten on this thing because there's no other way to approach it. Like th there is no other way. Yeah. If you want the Brooklyn nets to continue to be a good team, if you want them to get back to the playoffs next year and be competitive, Ben Simmons being healthy and playing basketball for the nets is the easiest route to that goal. It, it, it's the least complicated route to that goal, even though it involves a very complicated player. All right, I got some uh, other thoughts on this, other thoughts on like just the Simmons financial situation, just like how we ended, uh, how things ended last season and why, again, like we'll talk you know in depth here about why it's such a critical piece. We'll do all that in a second. First, going to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks Daily Fantasy made easy every day during the NBA playoffs into the finals. One Prize Picks winner, or excuse me, one Prize Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern each day will be randomly selected. And here's what you want to do whoever places that entry, if you get six picks correct, 
$1 million, five correct picks, $80,000, four correct picks, $16,000 and prize picks. When I say correct picks, it's, it's super easy. All you're doing on prize picks is you're going more or less on the player projections that prize picks have. So that, that's NBA. It's points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. You just go more or less for each player. You pile them together and you have a chance of really climbing up that winning. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to the winning hierarchy, if you pick two to six players, more or less, you can go 25 times your money. Uh, no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks has NBA, like I said, MLB rolling through that season, NHL in the playoffs right now, PGA, some uh, other big tournaments coming up, NFL season right around the corner. Prize Picks has you covered everywhere. All you do, download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit 100 prize picks, will match that 150. Prize picks will match the 50. You can do all the rest of the math. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay. As we remind everybody, too, that as this week progresses, we know we have the NBA lottery is going to be coming up. We'll be getting a sense of where some of the teams at the top of the board are and, and starting to have some discussions also around Book- Brooklyn, those two first round picks and, and what they can maybe do with it. So we know that there are things that are more imminent for the Brooklyn Nets, but this is that high level view that is as important as anything that they're going to accomplish this offseason. I'll quickly just hit before we get into the money uh, on Ben Simmons and what it all means. His quote coming out of this conversation was I'm currently rehabilitating my back injury and putting my full effort and focus towards that, uh, which is what he told to the daily telegraph in Sydney. I love what coach Gorgian is building with the boomers. And I look forward to being part of the program in the future. Just a real brief, Doug, before we talk money, being a part of, of what they're building in the future. Is that just enough when we talk about like things that are vague and, and concerning where you go, well, that didn't say this summer. Like they didn't say this time around. That's it in the future. The TBD, I would love to be a part of what they're doing there. And I, I'm being tongue in cheek, but it's just like you can't fully commit and you have to dissect every little word when it comes to Ben Simmons. You know, look, well, I talked about this on a solo episode uh, last week around the, the the narrative around Simmons and how it just had to change. Right. Um, yeah. And just how like the narrative around him. And really, the only way to change it was the the real the realistic only way to change it was like I I use the number twenty, but it, you could pick your ever. It's like twenty straight awesome games from him, and like that was like that in the NBA, and that's like the only, I, I don't think anything short of that. Like no words at this point are really going to. He's long past the well, trust you on what you're gonna say kind right. of thing. I, that's called like a liar or anything. It's just like it we it's been a long time since we've seen high level sustained <laughs> excellence from him on the court. It doesn't matter what you say sorry. at this point. Yeah, I'll make a correlation, and it's not. This is not one to one, but it's like Kawhi Leonard now, right? With just with his injuries, just from the like, dude, like we know what he is. So it's the idea of like, can you count on? Can you rely on? Can you look for consistency in terms of what you want to do with your team with Kawhi Leonard being a part of it? Hey, when he plays, it's absolutely other level. We saw it very briefly in the playoffs, and then you don't see him again. Completely different in terms of you know what we're dealing with with Ben Simmons. But there is an injury factor here and that idea of like until you see it, to your point, until you prove it for an extended amount of time, I can't even go with the glimpses. I can't watch a practice session. I can't see one game, five games. I have to see sustained play that tells me you physically can hold up to the NBA still. And with injuries, you know, with an injury thing, what is strictly injury, let's say, right? Like um, even injury alone for like guys who are off injured is like catching a falling knife because you are you are 
always going to be sort of just like wondering if that's going to happen. Right. I think with Simmons, you go one step further, like just to take it one step away from the Kawhi thing, which I agree with in terms of like, hey, we just got to see the consistency here to like be able to feel good as a fan base or a team or whatever. With Simmons, you have this added layer of like, I don't know, there was severe unhappiness with the Philly situation, right? I'll just yeah. couch it that yeah. way. It was like he was very you know, unhappy to the point where he didn't want to play with the team at all. Um, there were times this season where it was hard to tell the difference of what was mental and what was physical with him, right? right. Like I, I think that I think that there's I'll, I'll I'll even give a benefit of the doubt that was all physical. I think that most fans would not give that full benefit of the doubt. Um, but even if we were like, there's still concerns around like sort of like what the mindset is here around basketball. The reason this is the reason that like we, we and by the way, if this guy was like on the veteran minimum, you know, for whatever, we wouldn't be talking about. It. It's not that the case. So you have to talk about it in terms of the financial situation too, where the nets are concerned. But with Simmons, there's all these added layers of, yeah. you know, how much does he want to be there? How physically able is he right now? Like how mental, how, like how much, like, does he feel like his, okay, I'll put it this way. How much does he feel like he can trust his body? I'm trying not to couch yeah, it in yeah. mental stuff, but like how much you can trust your body on a day-to-day basis to do the things your body once did on the basketball court. Like there's tons of questions around this guy. It's really, it's, it's, it's a bummer to have to talk about it like this for sure. But it's why when he says there's a chance he's going to like get into some basketball stuff with that, like that matter. It matters. Like we, Oh yeah. I, I, because- I, I actually, I'm to the point where I'd be, I mean, do you want him to play? I'd be bummed if he didn't play now. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, um, just because I kind of want to see side of it, because uh, I want to see it. I, w- I would like to see him play in two situations. I would like to see him play in where the stakes are a little lower, but like the um the energy is the same, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, so like playing in the World Cup is like the stakes are lower than the NBA for sure, but there's a certain like that national feel energy to the team that I would like to see him play in that. And well, go for, let's just start there. Like from that point of view, would you like to see it happen? Because I, I'm like. I can't even believe we're. T- I can't even believe like okay. I have to like get myself so, pumped up about stuff like this. But this is where we are with Simmons. So uh, on the back end of this, in the final segment, I do want to discuss the difference of the way things maybe feel for him around now being a part of this team without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving. But to your question, I'll go. I'll go both sides of the coin here. Yes, I do just want to see him out there physically playing. Where, like you said, it doesn't matter wins losses, but just seeing that he can go out and play consistent minutes and look healthy and competitive, which is like you said, low bar here. My, you know. My- my dark fear is that he goes out and kind of looks like he did when it was bad for Brooklyn. Now we know there's an injury impact there and there's, there's concerns around how healthy he actually was, but the world where he gets out there before NBA training camp and kind of looks like the consistent shell of himself still, that's going to be an all time disaster because then, then you're going into the NBA season saying, well, okay, now we think he's as close to, you know, as he's ever been to being healthy and it just doesn't look like it's there. Now it'd be hard to assume that if you check the health box, that the physicality of his play, the one thing that was clearly lacking, right? We talked about it all season, the aggression, being able to drive at the basket, being able to be you know, an attacking rebounder on both ends of the floor. You assume that the health of the back is the biggest factor there, that being yep. able to not have issues all the way down to the knees with the way the nerves operate through the body, that all those things are true. And if it doesn't look better, <laughs> then I think it goes from, I was dying to see him play to, oh my gosh, I'm pushing the full-blown panic button. And by the way, I doubt that that's the case. I do think that this is finally the chance where Ben Simmons actually is fully healthy, and I can make the case this past year was a pretty brutal time for him 
in terms of the team you were on, the players you're with, and why you felt like you needed to try to go, even though you know you couldn't. And that goes for the team as well, wanting him to play and maybe not being sure if they really should be pushing him for that. Yeah, look, the guy's been in a in a rough spot. I don't know. Like he's been he's in done an interesting himself in a lot of ways. We yeah, know there's that. I think there's like there's lots of like, kind of like weird stakeholders here in this in the Simmons situation. Like not stakeholders, just like lots of um culprits, I think, with like where right. the situation uh has gone with him. Because I don't think it's just him. I don't think he's done himself any favors along the way, but I also don't think it's like all falls on him around where the, like the situation has kind of gone, which is why, again, when you get to, and, we'll, and in a second, we'll get into the money and some of this other stuff, but like, which is why when you get into these situations, I, I do think that, okay, th- th- this is actually maybe sums it up and then we'll, we'll get into this final piece, but this guy is in a situation now with, with, I think for himself and I think for fans and the organization, they need to bank bank wins and the wins don't need to be huge lottery wins I, like they need to be small incremental wins we are a long way from simmons banking small wins here right yeah. like it's been it, there's it's gone the other way honestly it's like this article is a small win it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy but it is it yeah. is like it is, the, these talking points these talking points about like our small wins they need to bank small wins along the way that aren't like huge pressure laden markers but are like hey we're, we're on the right track here. This is we're, we're, we're like, we're not back to 2018 Simmons, but like we're on the right track toward being like a functional basketball player again and things like this matter. And so I, I think like, and cause they just are, we're so, we're so far removed. The guy hasn't played since February 15th. He went, he, in that game, he scored two points in 20 minutes, four assists, four rebounds and had five fouls. That was the last time. That was the last time he was on the court for the nets. Um, in terms of lasting impressions, that wasn't the one you wanted to leave on. And it wasn't like, it was like fell off a cliff. I mean, that had kind of been where he was. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. um, and so that's just, and that, that's just where we are. So I, again, right. in a second, we just, you know, talk about just finally like the financial implications of this thing, which I'm, most nets fans are going to be pretty well aware of, but this is why these like bankable, even narrative wins, I think matter for him. Yeah, I, I, let's get into what it means for Ben Simmons. And also, I'll make the comparison to another former superstar level player in the NBA when it comes to the money being committed and why you need to shut that down from your mind if you're a Nets fan. Okay, lay out the contract for Ben Simmons. We're all familiar with it, but just hit the numbers on it so everyone remembers. I believe off the top of my dome, this is how professional I am, about $38 million will be coming on the books here this season for Ben Simmons. Thirty-eight million this season, forty point three million um, the season after. Arguably the worst financial contract in the league by just performance base right now. Like I don't think that's it's not even a hot take. I, that just is the case. Like with with Russell Westbrook off the books now, like you have to go, you have to do some real hard work to look for like a worse contract than this. I would say Jordan Poole getting paid thirty-three million out to like. You know, when I have grandkids, doesn't look amazing. But I think Simmons, like, I think Simmons doesn't look great. I think this one is probably the worst one in the league. It's not a hot take. And obviously, you brought up uh, Russell Westbrook, right? And I, I, I we talked. Well, that about was the this. bench. I, I'm saying that was the benchmark. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah, for bad. Like, yeah, that was like. Yeah. But but, and, is, but he's he's off the contract now. So anyway, go. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. But the, and this is but this is. I remember at the time when we were we were talking about the Russell Westbrook, and I, I mentioned this the other day. Um, around the Kyrie Irving to LA. And it was like, well, would you take back Russell Westbrook? I was like, Jesus, with that contract, knowing that it was going to come off the books. And I remember at the time thinking it, and then you circled up on this thought a couple of weeks ago about, boy, all of a sudden, like Russell Westbrook on your team, on the Brooklyn Nets at the right price point 
doesn't sound so terrible. It was always the, the contract that was attached to him. And that perception to me is what is what is going to be equally as damning for Ben Simmons and what has been right. You're making big money. So there's big expectations, even though that money isn't going anywhere. If you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, stop looking at the money. Stop looking at Ben Simmons as a 38, 40 million dollar guy in this moment right now. And just think about, can he be a contributing player for this team? Because Russell Westbrook for the L.A. Clippers was exactly that, a strong contributor. As Paul George goes down, as Kawhi Leonard goes down, Russell Westbrook does things to help that team stay competitive, get into the playoffs, and who knows what could have been if that team had been healthy. So you know that he's still a quality player. He's just not a $40 million player. And, And Ben Simmons may never be a $40 million player again. It doesn't mean that he's a bad basketball player or that he can't have value. It just means that the barometer has to be adjusted. So I, it's an important thing if you think that this money isn't going anywhere. Ben Simmons doesn't have the value to be traded. You just need to look at can he be a contributor? Can this guy be a facilitator, an offensive and defensive rebounder, and potentially a guy that can start to attack the paint again? That's the prism that I look through Ben Simmons as the first, as the next benchmark, I'll say, when it comes to physical basketball playing on the court. Yeah, and I will say just to like as a coda on that, like the – we only have to look at it like that because we're now forced to look at it like that. Like it is the, the money does matter. Like it it inhibits you. It it, it inhibits you from doing kind of anything else. Like they're, they're over the cap. Like they're going to be up against the apron, the the, the apron. I think they're gonna be up against the uh, the repeater. We'll see where they are with like camera Johnson and stuff, but like the luxury tax is an issue. You have to factor in the money. I, I think what you're saying, and I agree to most levels on this is that like, we're just past the debate about whether it's a good contract or not. Like, right, it's a bad it's, contract. It's, ter- it's terrible. It's terrible. Right. There's no yes. debate about it. Like, there's like we're, we're long, long. The ship has long sailed about any conversation about whether this contract yes. is good or bad. This contract is a disaster. It's a disaster. Like on just like a, a team building organizational level, we all agree. So that debate's couched. It's over. Now we're at a point now where it's like, can we claw back any of it? Can we claw any of it back, or can we all save our sanity? By just, we all agreed. Now, what can like what can we get in this world? Because you're right, the the Westbrook comp is correct in that the perception of a player, the perception around a pl- most almost every player, really every player, is only couched in two things: one, the performance on the court, and how much money you get paid. The, yep. Because like they they, it's not unlimited salary cap. The money matters. Like when you stop making forty million, the perception around you changes about what you do on the court because it's like, Oh, it was like for the veteran buyout minimum. This looks a hell of a lot better, <laughs> right? Like the perception changes Griffin was a great example of that when he came over exactly. to Brooklyn, right? Yep. Exactly. All these guys. And so like, once you're off the money piece, the expectations only grow with the money. When is Simmons Simmons will never get paid this money again. So like, it'll be interesting to see what happens like post this contract with him <laughs> because God, that's a fascinating. So, because I want, I want to get to wh- how do we feel about and how should Ben Simmons feel about this new version of the team without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving, and certainly a championship level weight of expectations, even if they never came close to achieving that. Um, but that's just an interesting. You just mentioned like he'll never come close to that money again. Well, I got to tell you, if we want to be optimistic about Ben Simmons being a good player again for the Brooklyn Nets, then you can't take it off the table that that, that another contract like that doesn't exist for him because he has what the two more years coming up here on this deal. After that, he's going to be 27, going to be you know 27 going on 28 years old. He's going to be technically what would be for a normal player entering the prime of his career, even though you'd say, and he comes with injury risks, et cetera. But I wouldn't be shocked if he plays anywhere, you know, 
65, 70% of what he once was is still by NBA standards with rising salary and all that other stuff in cap room. Oh, he'll, he'll get another contract over 20, 25, $30 million a year. Oh, like I just think, it, how could he not? I mean, look around the league. You just mentioned like, Jordan oh, I Poole. like guys get paid money for, you know, guys get paid insane money for like really weird reasons that don't totally add up. If you think about like what the impact of the player is versus where you could spend that money on multiple, you know, contributing backup bench players, role players, et cetera. I, I don't know, man. There's always somebody. I'll put it that way. Across sports, it is a universal truth that somebody always comes to the table and says, yeah, with us, it's going to happen. And by the way, I am setting an expectation that by the end of these next two years of the contract, he does play basketball for Brooklyn and he plays to a what? 15 to 20 point and 10 to 15 rebound kind of, you know, double, double kind close to level. And that doesn't mean that he's the superstar caliber guy, right? He could be giving you 16 points and 10 rebounds. And that's not elite level LeBron James watch out on the best in the league numbers, but it is a skill set that matters greatly combined with his facilitation to a championship level team, potentially, or to a team that's like a team that's like fringe in the playoffs, like the Brooklyn Nets and wants to kick it up and maybe win a playoff series and be a second round playoff team for a few seasons. Like there's also the barometer of what you're spending to the results you anticipate getting right. So uh, yeah, I can see a team spending 25 to 30 million a year on Ben Simmons to say, we want to make sure that we cement our franchise as being a playoff team that can also win a round or two potentially. I mean, if we're dealing like with insane hypotheticals, then sure. Like I guess, but I guess I, 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 I think this this is like off the wall stuff. This is I'm, I'm, you know, shooting from the hip here. I'll put it. If Ben Simmons isn't, if it isn't possible for Ben Simmons to earn a $30 million a year contract after this one, then that means it's because he never plays or never plays remotely well for the Brooklyn Nets over these next two years. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. You're couching, true, you're, right? you're couching the first part in the most at like the in the most positive, like, you know, X percent, five percent outcome or something like that. Like right. um yeah, I just think it's funny with him because I do think there's like this uh, – he's got such a weird narrative around it. I actually don't know sure. how many other ca- like comps like there are for him around the narrative piece with him because it's weird because it's like – Very few, yeah. Well, because right, because like a lot of guys with weird narratives, it's because they have like off-the-court issues. Uh, Simmons doesn't have off-the-court issues, right? Like he's um, he's buttoned up. He's never had problems. Like he's never had legal issues. He's never had this other stuff, right? right. Um, or it's like insanely pesty, annoying – Dylan Brooks kind of stuff like where it's like, Oh, okay. I can kind of see it because you know, like we talked about the other day, it's like, he doesn't have that either. <laughs> it's like, I, I think his, his narrative issues, I can't actually think of another situation like his where it's like sort of off the court, but it's like kind of like what the off the court stuff does to his on the court stuff. Like it just doesn't. And then there's a health piece to it, like with your yeah. back, which always gets a little scary. Um, he just, I can't, I mean, can you think of another example? Like even in sports where like, like the guy, I yeah, can't like actually, po- I can't actually like pin, I can't actually pinpoint exactly what the thing is here. It's like this weird, like mental and physical sort of mashup. And I always hate saying mental because I think it implies something, but I, I, I don't mean that. I, I just mean like, it's not no, just strictly basketball. Let me put it this way. It's not just basketball stuff, but usually right. when you say it's not just basketball stuff, it's like legal stuff but if he doesn't yeah, have that yeah, yeah. it's like something else <laughs> Put, um that's a good one for by the way in the meantime we'll close out on this last question for you um but but in the comments if you're on youtube be subscribing right 
hit us up with those. Hit us up on social too. At Locked On Nets, at Doug Norrie, at Adam Armbrecht. Like a, a comparable player that has been at the level of Ben Simmons at one point and has these type of stigmas attached to him. And that doesn't mean negative. You mentioned the connotation of, you know, mental issues. It's not a negative connotation. No, no. It's just saying things that you're dealing with. And I know I'm not saying, by the way, I just, I always got to say this as like an asterisk. I'm not saying his mental issues. I'm saying that there was things beyond basketball. He yes. didn't play. Uh, let yeah. me put it this way. He didn't play for a whole year for the Sixers because he was like pissed off at them. Basically. Right. Like that's a different kind of thing. Like that's a, yeah. that's not something you see every day. So that's, that's mostly what I'm referring to. And so the last question that I wanted to get to was, do you think that he, how do you think Ben Simmons is feeling without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on oh, this yeah. team now? Right. Because I do think that this, this should be for him an enormous sigh of relief. Now that may rile up fans and say, yeah, great sigh of relief, make almost $40 million to take it easy on a team that doesn't have any expectations. But, but I do think that now he's getting folded into this new wave and the age ranges are better and he fits into the timeline correctly and the pressure has been greatly reduced on him, obviously, the expectations. But I, I do think that this, this is a better situation yes. for Ben Simmons than what he came into when he was traded to Brooklyn from Philadelphia. And if he could have gone to any team like the Nets are constructed now, that would have been better for him. Take all the hell stuff off the table. This is a better circumstance for Ben going forward. Uh, this, is, this is a much better situation. Like, this is... At the time, it was like, hey, we just traded Harden. We have championship aspirations. We have these two guys who are like, I don't know, great basketball players. It's like unclear. I mean, Durant's never – Durant's a good teammate. I, like, um, and I, Tyree's a good teammate too. I, but I think the pressures were different, and they're clearly like a bit mercurial. Um, and maybe those guys weren't even on the same page. How do we have evidence of that? Because one guy asked to be traded and the other guy has to be traded. Like, it's like there's <laughs> right. there's clear evidence that these guys maybe weren't all and the way on the guy same knew what the other guy was going to ask for. So Exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's obvious that they weren't clear on the same page because it played out like that. Um, and then you go into the situation where – like going into last season, it's unclear what at the end of last season, it's unclear what the expectations are. You want to make the playoffs, like where they land. Like he had a lot of, he's got a lot of other stuff tied to him. This spot now for him, I don't want to say the pressure's off, but like the pressure is severe. This is, this is set up well to be like a softer landing spot here for yeah. him because yeah. they're not going to the championship. They're like kind of in a rebuild, restart, reboot. Like, I don't know what you even call what they are in right now. And everyone already thinks the value stinks. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. There's like literally nowhere to go but up. So, I, I think, and if it went down, I don't think anyone would be surprised. No. Or like, if it's right, the right. same, anyone would be surprised. So, I don't think that, like, I think from that point of view, the situation does set up quote unquote nicely for him. It's, but it's only because <laughs> it's a you got it. I know we're going to get out the door here, but I'm, I'm having such a good laugh because I know I cannot wait for the comments on this episode because not only have we talked fairly glowingly about Ben Simmons from start to finish. I also threw out that he can earn $30 million after this contract. Yeah. That one's and coming I'm back talking, to bite you. Ah, listen, we'll see how it all plays out. <laughs> but what will be fascinating by uh, what will be fascinating <laughs> is that, um, potentially this season, like I, I will be interested over the, and this is a long-term thing. We'll touch back on it as the season unfolds, as Ben Simmons hopefully plays basketball, but don't forget every year that goes by on this very heavy contract is another year that if he is playing quality basketball, even to whatever level that other teams in the NBA can become interested on a short-term buy at the right price, not this year, but like next year, it's like the, it's the Russell Westbrook, right? Hey, do I want $40 million Ben Simmons on my team? No. 
But if he's off the books after this year, that changes my willingness to commit to that. The asking price will be different and all those things. So there is kind of this progressive timeline, not just for Ben Simmons, but also for the organization that I think it's like, hey, this chapter of the story may be coming to a conclusion and it may not be as dark and gloomy as we as we've been led to believe over the last year and a half, two years. And again, it can take a cliffhanger turn and it can all be a disaster. But it does feel like it's getting to a more even-tempered place than where it was when this all first went down. Yeah, for sure. And just a quick thing. I mean, the, the Westbrook thing wasn't a trade. It was a buyout. Uh, a, a buyout. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They I'm only saying that because I knew that. The discussions around potentially trading and, like, dealing with I got that. you. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I just only, I'm only throwing in there yes. to save. No need to, no need to throw that in the comments. We've yeah. got that covered. Okay. We're going to get out of here. Only um, talk about the $30 million contract Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Just hammer, hammer out him for that one. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. Make sure you subscribe over on YouTube. Like, Leave a comment. If it's a nice thing about me and a bad one about Adam, that's fine. You, we'll you'll, get a, you'll get a thumbs up for me. You'll get a thumbs up for me. Uh, if enthusiastic thumbs up over on youtube uh but you have to make sure you're subscribed to locked on nets at youtube hey there are only three ways to motivate people money fear and hunger ronald swanson oh one of the all-time great poets champion of liberty we'll be back again tomorrow talking more brooklyn nets basketball